Good morning and welcome. Good morning and welcome just a second. I'm gonna check my microphone. There we go. Good morning. <laughs> welcome to chapel. Uh, glad to see everybody. And today's chapel could be titled Why Weddings Are Important. We're gonna be talking about the miracle of Jesus, the first miracle that he did when he was invited to a wedding at Cana and when they found out that they had no wine. It was good that Jesus was there. Let's begin by rising and begin with our invocation. We make our beginning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Blessed be God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You may be seated and we'll turn to our first hymn, hymn number 265. And as you're turning to that hymn, I'd like you to especially pay close attention to verse number four. We'll be singing about and reading later about that miracle when Jesus turned the water into wine. This hymn reminds us about how Jesus made himself known. That's what epiphany means. We're in the epiphany season. Hymn number 265.
I have two Bible readings. The first is from Isaiah chapter 62, verse 5. For as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. Our second reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 2. On the third day there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus said to, his servant, said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out. Take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine, and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This was the first of his signs. Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. How many of you have been to a wedding? You want to raise your hand? All right. How many of you have been in a wedding? Maybe you were a ring bearer or a flower girl. All right. So uh, weddings, I want, what I want to talk about this morning is how come weddings are so important. If you were at a wedding or if you were in a wedding, let me ask you what you remember about the wedding. What do you remember the most? It, all right, it's when two people get married and it starts a whole new family. That's a good uh, reason for us to understand why weddings are so important. All right, what else do you remember about the wedding? Okay, it, it was at a church, a wedding that was at a church, okay? Other people came to the wedding too. There were lots of people invited. In fact, uh, you may not remember it, but uh, most people, when they have a wedding, they send out a very special wedding invitation. It has all kinds of special cards and things for people to know when the wedding is and all of the important things that are going to happen at the wedding. What else do you remember? They were playing music at the wedding. Okay, very good. Well, let's talk a little bit about this wedding that Jesus attended. This is, uh, I, want, I want to remember that, that uh, Jesus began his ministry by, by being part of a family. Uh, Jesus was born into a family, Mary and Joseph, and they raised him, and for 30 years, Jesus was part of a family. 
did all of the things that families do. And as he began his ministry, the first miracle that he did also happened at a family gathering, a family activity, a wedding in particular. And in that wedding, something embarrassing and troubling happened. They ran out of wine. Another part of a wedding that uh, you may remember is what happens after the wedding. There's often a celebration, a meal, and lots of good food and things like that. Well, in this wedding, they ran out of wine, and so Jesus, uh, Jesus's mother came to him and uh, told him about this problem. And Jesus said something that might sound a little harsh to us. What does that have to do with me? Jesus said. My hour has not yet come. Well, it sounds like Jesus was maybe being a little uh, mean to Mary, but he wasn't. What he was saying to Mary and to all of us was to remember that his ministry, the most important part about his ministry, was that hour when he would die on the cross and save us from our sins. But it didn't mean Jesus didn't care about the littler problems of life. And Mary knew that. She understood what Jesus was saying. She didn't, like, get angry with Jesus and, you know, say, like, well, if that's the way you're going to be and walk away. No, Mary said to the servants, knowing that Jesus would help, uh, Mary said to the servants, do whatever he tells you to do. Because Mary knew that Jesus would help. And so, in fact, Jesus did help. He told the servants to fill up these jars, these large 30 gallons of water jars, six of them. So those of you who are good at math, how many gallons are we talking about there, okay? Six times 30, 180. Wow, that's a lot of wine, isn't it? And what kind of wine was it? Was it uh, sort of the cheapest, doesn't taste too good kind of wine? Or was it what? It was the best wine of all. The, the guy that in charge of the wedding was so surprised. He said, you know, you always bring out the, uh, the best wine first. And then as uh, everybody drinks a little bit, then you bring out the, the, the cheaper the less valuable wine lasts. But not in this case. This was the best wine of all. And, and Jesus was blessing them with that miracle, but he was also reminding everyone that not only was Jesus there to take care of our little problems in life, but Jesus came most of all to take care of the biggest problem of all, the problem of sin. And that's why weddings are important, especially a Christian wedding. I'd like you to turn to the hymnals now that are in the pews there. And I want you to open with me to page 275. At the very front of the hymnal, 275. Remember I said our chapel theme was why weddings are important. And uh, they're important because... That's when a new family begins. And what's most important about our families is that Jesus be with us all of the time. And I want you to take a look at part of the wedding service and the things that we say in a wedding service. 
Uh, look on page 275, around the middle of the page there, with the paragraph that begins, In Marriage. Will you read that together out loud with me? In marriage, we see a picture of the communion between Christ and His bride, the church. Our Lord blessed and honored marriage with His presence and first miracle at Cana in Galilee. This estate is also commended to us by the Apostle Paul as good and honorable. Therefore, marriage is not to be entered into inadvisedly or lightly, but reverently, deliberately, and in accordance with the purposes for which it was instituted by God. Marriage is a picture of God's love for us. So that's also one of the reasons why weddings are important. Let's turn the page. And at the top of page 276... Notice in the red it says the pastor asks the bridegroom and the bride. Let's read those words together. The name of the bridegroom, whoever that is, we'll read together. Will you have this woman to be your wedded wife, to live together in the holy estate of matrimony as God ordained it? Will you nourish and cherish her as Christ loved his body, the church, giving himself up for her? Will you love, honor, and keep her in sickness and in health, and forsaking all others, remain united to her alone as long as you both shall live? Then say, I will. And let's go to the next part, the part for the bride. Will you have this man to be your wedded husband, to live together in the holy estate of matrimony as God ordained it? Will you submit to him as the church submits to Christ? Will you love, honor, and keep him in sickness and in health, and forsaking all others, remain united to him alone so long as you both shall live? Then say, I will. In our weddings... We use this wedding kneeler, and it has a special symbol. So I'm going to lift it up so everybody can see it. What's, what's this symbol showing? Okay. Rings and a cross, right? Rings and a cross. Do we have rings at weddings? Yeah. What do we do with those rings at a wedding? I haven't called on anybody over here. One of you guys. Yeah. They, ex they exchange their rings. What's that a symbol of? The rings are round, they're a circle, and that's a symbol of eternal, okay? For our lifetime to be husband and wife. And the cross, Jesus always with us in our wedding and in our marriage. One last part, and then we'll put our hymnals down. Same page, 276. Let's read together the vows that we say at a wedding. It's about the middle of the page, and it begins I, and then the blank for the name. So we'll say, I, the groom, take you the bride. Okay? I, the groom, take you the bride to be my wedded wife 
to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish, till death us do part, according to God's holy will, and I pledge to you my faithfulness. Now the bride's vows. I, the bride, take you, the groom, to be my wedded husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish, till death us do part, according to God's holy will, and I pledge you my faithfulness. I'm going to read the last part. Almighty Father, you have generously created all things to serve us for our good. Send your blessing on this couple who shall wear these rings as a constant reminder of their marital fidelity. Grant that by your mercy they may live gladly and faithfully in this holy estate through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. You can close those hymnals and put them back. Weddings are important because that's joining a man and woman to be husband and wife for their life and to begin a new family and by God's grace hopefully to bring children into the world but also the most important thing about a wedding is it reminds us of the way God loves us. Isaiah said that as a bridegroom rejoices over the bride so God rejoices over us, his people. God is like the bridegroom. We are like the bride. And Jesus, at the wedding of Cana, showed that bride and groom that he would all be there to help them. And especially when he came to the point of the cross, when he gave his life for the world. And in the same way, husbands and wives love each other and are ready to give their lives to each other and for each other. What a blessing it is to be uh, with Jesus in his wedding with the world, but also what a blessing it will be for us someday if God so grants us that grace to be married ourselves and to have a family together. For our next hymn, we're going to sing Jesus. Let's see, I've got to get the right title here. Jesus in the Morning, and it's hymn number 143. This song reminds us, it's a real easy song to remember, Jesus with us all the time, in the morning and at noon and in the evening, all of our lives, just like Jesus was with the wedding couple at uh, their special day, he's with us in all of our days.
we rise for our prayers. Dear Lord, we thank you for the way you bless the wedding at Cana with your presence and by honoring it with your first miracle. Strengthen and give faithfulness and love to all married couples and to families. Strengthen them in their temptations. Help them in raising their children in accordance with your will. Be present in all of our homes and in our lives at all times with your forgiveness and with your love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Bless us in our school and all of our activities of learning and playing and working together. We pray that you would always be with us to comfort us, strengthen us, and help us to do your will. We bring all of our petitions before you, and for all other important things, we pray the words that you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be and abide with you always. Amen. Our closing hymn, hymn 102, Go My Children. Hymn 102. Mm-hmm.